Ancient Egypt is known for the pyramids, the sphinx, and mummies. Great kings and priests were mummified, but there's a recent discovery. An old mummy, but a new identity. Not one, but two. He was a she, and she's pregnant. The mummy arrived in Warsaw, Poland in 1826. They'd just been excavated from an Egyptian plot near Thebes, and the casket inscription read Hor Jehuti, a male priest. When scientists applied modern technology, like an MRI, to study this ancient mummy, they found not one, but two. This male priest was actually a pregnant woman. The fetus was about seven months old, still intact in the womb and now they call her the Mysterious Lady. Where did she come from? How did she end up there? Questions remain unanswered. The disciples can relate. Easter morning rolled around, and when they inspected the tomb, they didn't find what they expected. Where's the body? Not among the dead. Christ is risen indeed. Welcome to Haven Today, here on the final day of April. I'm Charles Morris, sharing the great story that's all about Jesus, and we're wrapping up a series today called Great Gospel Verses. Do you remember the images on TV back in 1977? The city that never slept was in utter darkness. It was a hot July, and New York City faced a power failure that left over 9 million customers with no electricity. As the sun went down, none of the famous city lights turned on. It wasn't just a night of physical darkness, but of moral darkness as well. Homes were robbed. Businesses were looted. Criminal activity skyrocketed. No wonder, Paul says in Romans 13, that we are to put away the deeds of darkness and to act decently as in the daytime. In fact, Jesus said to his followers, you are the light. But how can we be light when the Bible says we come from darkness and we live in a dark world? Well, that's where the good news comes in. When we trust in Jesus Christ by faith alone, He shines the light of the gospel of grace into our hearts and causes us to let our light shine wherever we go. Stay with me. I want to encourage all of us with this great gospel verse so that we will let our light shine brightly. And we'll also hear some more from the documentary American Gospel, Christ Alone. Better than anything I've seen in a long time, this film exposes the moralistic and prosperity gospels that have crept into Christian thinking over the last several decades. It also clearly presents the gospel as found in the Bible. I think the person and work of Christ is the most attractive thing that we can present to people. That message is the power of God unto salvation. And every time we add things like health or wealth, or we we cover up that message with something that we think is more attractive, those people who we are calling to faith are not coming because of a love for Christ. They're, they're being attracted by something else that you're holding up. And I think that's tragic and it's resulting in uh, false conversions. People who, you know, grew up in a church and, and think they're Christians, but they may stand before the Lord as, uh, in, in Matthew seven twenty one and, and say, Lord, Lord, did we not do all these things and he says i never knew you and that's that's one of the most terrifying verses in in scripture that there can be people that are deceived like that 
And notice they, they point to what they did in their life, in their ministry. They prophesied, raised the dead, did miracles, casted out demons. And that's not the gospel. Again, it's not about what you do. It's about trusting in what Christ has done. That's filmmaker Brandon Kimber talking about the gospel light that's clearly presented in his movie, American Gospel, Christ Alone. Get a copy for yourself by making a gift to the ministry. Or get the five-pack bundle so you can share it with friends and family who need to know the good news of Jesus Christ. We'll hear testimonies at the end of this program about how God used this movie to save people. It's a great evangelism tool. So after the program, you can call us. And you can call us at 800-654-2836. That's 800-65-HAVEN. Or go to haventoday.org. You can watch a preview of the DVD, and you can make your gift there. That website is haventoday.org. And now we open the program with Randall Goodgame, who's been on with us before, and a song that comes straight out of Matthew 5, verses 14 through 16. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verses Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. Shalala, 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 shalala. A city on a hill cannot be hidden You are the light, the light of the world A city on a hill cannot be hidden So let your light shine So that men might see your good deeds And glorify your Father in heaven Let your light shine So that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Matthew chapter 5, Matthew chapter 5, verses Matthew chapter 5, verses 14 and 16. Shalala, 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 la 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 la. A city on a hill cannot be hidden You are the light, the light of the world A city on a hill cannot be hidden So let your light shine So that men might see your good deeds And glorify your Father in heaven Let your light shine So that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light shine so that men might see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light 
Let Your Light Shine. Randall Goodgame and his Sing the Bible, Volume 2, here on Haven Today. A text of Scripture taken from Matthew 5. This is a Haven Today called Great Gospel Verses. I'm Charles Morris. There is something unsettling about the darkness. When your eyes can't see what's going on around you, anything can happen. You lose your sense of space. And for many, darkness causes them to lose their sense of decency. They feel like their crimes are hidden from sight. Light and darkness are some of the most profound images we have in Scripture. Wouldn't you say that? The Bible begins with the Lord speaking light into the darkness, and it ends with God himself being the light of the new creation. John telling us in Revelation that there will be no need for sun or moon, for the glory of God gives it light. But did you also know that you are light? This is a program called Great Gospel Verses, and I hope you're encouraged to discover that Jesus' plan for your life is to be a light to others. The famous teaching of being the light of the world is in the Sermon on the Mount. Jesus had just started his public ministry. He had faced 40 days of temptation in the wilderness, but then he was back in the region of Galilee in the north of modern-day Israel, gaining disciples, causing quite a stir in the synagogues. News of his teaching and the miracles were spreading fast, and people from long distances were coming south from Syria and crossing the Jordan River from the east to meet this new prophet and healer. The multitudes had come to him in the city of Capernaum, right on the shore of the Sea of Galilee. Jesus led them up the side of a mountain. He sat down, and he began to teach. Did the people in the crowd know that they were hearing a sermon that would echo down through the ages? I don't think so. But they responded dramatically to it. Matthew says they were amazed at his teaching. And the Greek word translated amazed here is striking. It implies a response that shook the hearers to their core. They no doubt gasped audibly throughout his sermon. And why? Well, the text tells us, because he taught as one who had authority. Here's one of those amazing teachings. You are the light of the world. The verses I want to focus on, the great gospel passage, is found in Matthew five fourteen through 16. You are the light of the world. A city on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand, and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Capernaum. It's a town that rests on the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee, which means it's in a valley along with other towns nearby. But up the slopes that rise from the level of that body of water, there are cities that sit high above sea level. And the highest, the ancient city of Safed, sits nearly 3,000 feet up. Its most distinctive feature would be its light, because it's so high up, it's the only city that can be seen from any of the towns below. And at night, the candles, the torches, and the lamps of that city shined brightly. It's still there today, lighting the hillside every night. Now, I can't prove it, but I like to think that the Lord had suffered in mind when he said a city on a hill cannot be hidden. 
Maybe he even pointed to it as an illustration for the crowds. They all would have known it. It's a powerful image, one that tells us something crucial about the gospel. You are this light, Jesus said. But how is this so? Well, stay with me. And I want to share two quick points with you about how we let our light shine. We'll get to that in just a moment. This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine This little light of mine I'm gonna let it shine Let it shine Let it shine Let it shine J.J. Heller and This Little Light of Mine on Haven Today, a modern rendition of a song many of us used to sing in Sunday school. This little light of mine, I want to make it shine. And before we heard this song, I mentioned I had two thoughts about how we can let our little lights shine in this world of darkness. First, by carrying the message of the gospel with you. Some have said that Christ's point was to say that your good works are what make you a light in the world. Now, in a way, that is true. But that's not the primary thing Jesus was saying here. Not yet, anyway. Just a chapter earlier, we read about the Lord arriving in Capernaum there in Galilee. He didn't go there just because he felt like it, but he did it to fulfill Scripture. Isaiah predicted that the Messiah would come to this region, and here's how the prophet described it. The way of the sea along the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles, the people living in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. In other words, Jesus was that light. 
His arrival in Capernaum was bringing light to those who were still living in the darkness of their sins. And that's why he was preaching the good news of the kingdom. It's the only news that can save us from the shadow of death. Jesus said it even more clearly in John's gospel. I am the light of the world. Then how can it be that we are the light of the world as well? Well, only by our connection with our Lord. When our faith is in Jesus, he shares his brightness with us and even through us. If we're really honest about ourselves, we're afraid to shine that light. Sometimes we're nervous to share the gospel with others. I have been, and I'm sure you as well. It's much easier to hide our light under a bowl or a bushel, as the King James Version puts it. But think of this. The light made it all the way to you. Someone let their light shine for you. Maybe it was a godly parent. Maybe it was a friend. Maybe it was a ministry when you were in college. You now are the light of the world because you carry this good news, the best news with you. Put it on a stand. Let everyone see it. But there's also a second way to be a light, and it actually does involve our good deeds. When all is said and done, our deeds are powerless to draw someone to the Lord unless we have the gospel tied to those deeds first. That's the difference between a believer and an unbeliever doing the same good deed. Only one of them has done it for the glory of God and because Christ has saved them out of the darkness. When a life is transformed by God's Holy Spirit, it just can't remain the same. Jesus didn't say, try harder to be the light. He said, you are the light. That's just who you are in Christ Jesus. And when we fill our lives with works of love, it proves to others that the gospel is real and has power. It's not our works themselves that draw people to Christ. The Lord draws people by his powerful message of light. But we let that light shine all the brighter by doing good deeds and loving others. Think of a lamp that someone has laid several blankets on top of, or a sheet. When you live out Christ's command to love others, it's like taking layer upon layer away and off of the lamp. And what happens? It shines all the brighter. Even the brightest city can experience a blackout, like New York City did. The lights of our grandest cities can suddenly go dark and go out, but a city on a hill cannot be hidden, and neither can you. If you hold the light of the gospel, then you are the light of the gospel. You are the light of the world. So let that light shine. Let it shine today. Let your light so shine that everyone may see and glorify your Father in heaven. Let your light so shine that everyone may see and glorify your Father in heaven. Cause you
Doorpost Songs was created by Dave and Jess Ray, a husband and wife worship team, writing scripture music to help kids and adults memorize God's Word. And that was Light of the World from Matthew 5 and the text that we've just been looking at here on Haven Today in a program called Great Gospel Verses. The last couple of weeks, we've been talking about how important it is that we really know the gospel as presented in the Bible. There are many false gospels floating around that teach you can know God through your good works, or that you can even gain health and wealth by your faith. Well, both come out of works-based righteousness. And that's why I'm grateful for the clear message presented in the American Gospel Christ Alone documentary. You have an increasing number of people that were raised in churches that didn't take the gospel seriously or took it for granted. Wow, like Jesus died for my sins? That's so convenient for me. I don't have to go to hell, but I'm going to go do my own thing. (laughs) And surprise, surprise, they don't know what they believe or why they believe it. We're assuming that people understand the gospel. I think it was Christian Smith who said that what we're seeing nowadays in the American church is the rise of what he calls moralistic, therapeutic deism. How to make people moral. You know, I look like this perfect golden child, but I was so dead. A place to go to feel better about themselves. And so as a result, we're seeing a church in America that's becoming ultimately Christless. So if we're following the gospel thinking it's all about us, we've missed Jesus' words entirely. The fact that we were raised Christian doesn't make us a Christian. We have to have a supernatural rebirth. I went from somebody who hated Jesus to a guy that loved Jesus and spent all his time at church. Why? When you come in contact with him, you change. Like, there's nothing that I could have done to make this happen. Like, he literally gave me a new heart. And when the heart changes, everything changes. If this is true, this story is so captivating. All I knew was that I had severely overlooked something. I opened that word, and nothing was ever the same. Lives have been changed after watching American Gospel. This is a great tool that you can use to share the gospel with those you love. And to help you do that, We've put together a bundle of five of these DVDs you can easily give away for a minimum gift to the ministry. Or if you just make a gift of any amount to Haven today, we'll send you a single DVD of American Gospel, Christ Alone. 
just call us right now. And our number again is 800-654-2836. Or if it's a little easier, just remember 800-65-HAVEN. Or watch the preview we've put up online. And you can make your gift then and place your order at haventoday.org. That's haventoday.org. And one final thing as we have to go. I want to invite you to listen to our new podcast called Great Stories with Charles Morris. This week's episode features a full-length discussion with the late Nabil Qureshi, who's actually featured in the American Gospel documentary. Hear his story of growing up as a Muslim and then coming to know Jesus as his Savior and Lord. It's nothing but inspiring. You can listen wherever you download your podcasts or visit us at haventoday.org and look under our listen bar. I'm Charles Morris. Thanks so much for joining me. Won't you come back again next time? When again, we'll share together the great story. It's all about Jesus here on Haven Today. Here for your encouragement and your walk with Jesus, I'm Charles Morris with Haven Ministries, inviting you to anchor your day in God's Word. Sometimes prayer can be hard. I know, it doesn't seem like it should be, but I think if we're honest, most Christians would admit that prayer is many times very hard. Sometimes it feels like God isn't listening to us. Sometimes it seems like nothing is happening. James 4 speaks to this when it says, you often don't have because you don't even ask. James says, and even when you ask, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. So imagine this, what if the motive of our hearts is prayer shifted from how do I get what I want from God to instead saying, God help me to want what you decide to give? Well, spend time with Jesus with Anchor Devotional. Visit getanchor.com.